to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Grimes, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, healing, and living in alignment with the highest truth of who you actually are. I know that you pushing play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. So with that said, let's get this party started. Hello, welcome back to So She Is. I am so grateful for you pushing play today. How are we doing? How are we feeling? I am so sorry that there was no episode this past Tuesday. I had some weird technology issues, which I don't know if Mercury's in retrograde, but that's been the theme of the week. This past Sunday, there was so many hiccups at the So We Are Silent Disco. The good news is that There was a lot of new people who didn't know any difference, so they just thought whatever they got was normal and they all loved it. But on the back end side of things for those running it, as in myself, my brother, and my friend Callie, it was quite stressful. Um, I can't wait to do a whole, I'm going to do a whole episode on what I learned this past Sunday and just how when things start really working out, sometimes you're going to be met with these challenges, like the concept of like new levels, new devils, like it's like you're ste- it's like an initiation like you're stepping into what you say you want and then it's going to be met with challenges with things like how bad do you want it and that kind of leads me perfectly into the guest we have today who is a good friend of mine and a literal icon i feel so freaking lucky honored all the things you have had kelsey on the podcast she is just incredible and a trailblazer and is going to be in history books for just how freaking amazing she is. Kelsey Whitmore is a professional baseball player and the first woman to play in the Atlantic League of Professional Baseball, an MLB partner affiliate, where she played for the Staten Island Ferryhawks. She played college softball at Cal State Fullerton, where she was 2021 Big Player, Big West Player of the Year. She also is a seven-time USA Baseball Women's National Team player since 2014, winning several medals. Recently this past year, she was named the 2022 USA Baseball Sports Woman of the Year. Y'all, this podcast is a gift to have someone that is just trailblazing and making their own path, a path that has never been seen or done before. Being a woman in a man's world of sports, of baseball, is just unreal So please be sure to follow her, tag her in this episode, let her know you loved it, give her all the support and the good juju, good vibes, everything, throw it her way because she deserves it. And we talk about different people and the trolls on the internet who try to tear you down. Let's be the positive trolls. Let's all send it her way. Let's bombard all the platforms with love for Kelsey And yes, I am so excited to share this episode. So without further ado, here is Kelsey Whitmore. Hi, Kelsey. Welcome to So She Is. Thanks so much for coming on today. Yeah, good to see you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate this. Looking forward to it. Of course, I know. I'm so excited to chat. And I was like thinking, where should we start? Where should we go? And then I was like, I guess we should just go to where we started. And because we met playing college softball, which... It was a great time, but before we ever played softball or whichever, before we played together and before you came to Cal State Fullerton, you had never played softball before, right? Right. Yeah. No, I'd never really played. I, the only time I really played was in a, like, it was like a one 
one day camp or like a two day camp to try to just get looks. And other than that, I, I played high school baseball. So, um, so yeah, I, I really had no, no experience playing softball before college. I, I feel like that like fact gets overlooked a lot because that's like unheard of to just like, oh yeah, I went to one of the best schools for softball. Uh, we won like almost every year that I was there. Like you were a part of like an incredible team. And so what was that like to make that transition at such a late age to softball? And did you even want to play college softball and just take us through that journey of softball, baseball to softball? Yeah, no, the, the transition was actually, it was harder than I, I expected. And not just from a physical point, but from a mental side as well. Um, you know, it's so growing up playing baseball, being the only female, I would always feel alone. I'd feel like on my own, like it was, I was the only one. So I was like, you know what, if trying to find the, the bright side of things, like, okay, maybe if, if I played college softball, maybe, maybe I'll then fit in. Maybe I'll feel like I'm a part of it because there's other females. And I remember when I first got there, I still felt like alone. I still felt different. Um, Cause I remember being called like the girl that plays baseball, the always being labeled. I felt I was always labeled. I never was like, like, why can't I just be me? Like who, 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 who am I? So um, that like kind of, I guess that'd be more off the field type of like transition was, was tricky. And then on field wise, I mean, you know, you got the dimensions that are different. You're using a lighter bat. You're using a bigger ball. Um, you know, there's there's no there's no leadoffs in in, in softball. You know, it, uh, no pickoffs as a pitcher. Uh, pitchers aren't holding runners on. Uh, the dimensions are smaller in softball. So like that transition, it has it had its pros and cons. You know, like as a fielder, I felt like I was able to run down balls a lot easier in softball because the you have you have less room for failure because there's like it's a smaller um, smaller dimension smaller field smaller you know the outfield smaller so you can cover more ground um and then but when it came to the hitting side of it, it was a little bit more difficult because uh you know the the path that the ball was coming was, was a little different it was a little shorter so i had to be i had to have my my timing be a little bit i'd be a little bit quicker um and so uh the pitches the pitches were different as well so like there was definitely a lot of things that played a role um and 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 then the atmosphere too like there's a lot of like singing and cheering and softball and <laughs> insert like, Katie <laughs> yep 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 a hundred percent like and and like knowing me anyone who knows me I'm I'm not the type that cheers or sings so it's like those different things just like it's like the environment was 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 definitely different um but at the end of the day still had to put the ball in play still had to hit the ball you still had to score runs. You still had to work hard. You still had to make the plays. And at the end of the day, it was a different game, but it was still the same, same approach, same mindset, if that made mm -hmm. sense. Right. And you said something that like, you just wanted to like be you and be accepted for you. And something that you um, did that's a little bit different was you wore your hair down, right? Yeah, Wasn't yeah. that a bit controversial when you got to Fullerton, which I, I yeah. mean, now there's people out wear their hair down, but the ponytail thing, was that hard yeah. or did you ever wear your hair in a ponytail or what was that like? Yeah, that was a, that was a thing. Like it was, um, I don't know if it's the culture. I don't know if it's maybe like, and this could go on such deep levels. Like 
like is it is it is it like being a female we have to present ourselves as feminine so is being feminine wearing your hair wearing makeup for games or is like or is that just the culture of softball you know um so it's like um but going into it yeah I I never wore my my hair up as I'm like wearing it up right now um (laughs) uh the irony but no I I never wore my hair up during games I actually when I was younger um I had not start, I didn't start in any uh, little league games yet. I always just played catch with my dad. And eventually he asked me, say, Hey, Kels, like, you want to get into like, like a, like a league, like and compete with other kids. I was like, no, no. So I kept saying no. And eventually he's like, Hey, I love playing catch with you, but like, maybe, maybe we could start you getting some leagues. If you want to, if you want to play like with other, other guy, other, other kids, like teammates. And so I go, dad, well, if I go and I play, do I have to wear my hair up? And he goes, <laughs> no like Kelsey you could be whoever you want you could play however you want I said oh well then in that case yeah I want to play so I held it off for a while to play in a league because I thought I had to wear my hair up because I think I saw other girls with their hair up but um yeah that was just a backstory from when I was younger but yeah no I always played with the down and uh it just felt like right I guess like it just felt like me and and I remember when I first got into college it seemed like it was a totally different thing like weird to do um, I remember I made the switch and did, I did put my hair up for a bit. I was, I even had braids in like, who, who is this girl? Who am I? Yeah. And so I did it to honestly, I did it to feel like I did it to try to fit in, to be honest. I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, this feels like me. This feels right. I feel I was very, very lost during that time. So I was trying a bunch of new things to try to fit in, but I came back to my roots and who I was and what felt right. So I went to the hair down baseball hat pants down you know uh, the whole thing the whole thing (laughs) I love that and it always comes back to coming back to who like coming back to the truth of who you are is your dad a huge part of why you played baseball I didn't know that story of him being the one and like pushing you to do it I mean like he pushed me to do it but but at the same time he didn't I think ultimately it was me um but he he always supported it I think growing up with a brother helped because we're always active, always active. And the one thing we'd always have to do is play, play catch with a ball, whether it was a football, a baseball, you know, tennis ball, whatever it was. And then baseball just kind of, it just, it just fit. It just felt right. We're always the type that would play with a ball in the front yard. We get the chalk, make the chalk lines in the front yard, get the neighbors. It's a big, it's a big game, you know? Um, or we'd be in the house, if it's like lights go down, like the rules were in the streets. Like once the light, light street lights came on, better your booty better be in the house or else you're going to be in trouble. And then we're in the house, like, you know, you want to play. So we'd make like a makeshift, like field. I remember remember the stairs and the stairs in our old house, it used to look like the green monster. So we pretend we're playing at Fenway park and we'd set up pillows as, as the, um, the bases. And we would make sure we had to put all the, um, the picture frames down because we'd hit them all the time our mom would get so mad all the time so it was like always playing like always playing no matter where we were in the house or out the house um and then just brought it on into leagues and then started to play ever since then that is so amazing kind of going off that last time that we talked we talked about being delusional in all the <laughs> things and I feel like to break history and do things that like nobody's ever seen before, like you're currently doing, you have to be somewhat delusional to, to pave that road. Cause the road's not there. Have you always felt 
like playing pro baseball has like been something that's possible for you or did you just decide that it could be does that make sense no it makes sense to be honest it's always been it's always been my heart's desire and I just would never speak about it I remember when I was younger I've always wanted I was like that little girl that like I would dream of playing on a on a big league field like all the time it it was the only thing on my mind. It was the, it was the last thing I thought of before I fell asleep. And then the first thing I would think of when I would wake up, like playing professional wow. baseball, like it was, it was the one thing my heart desired always it also was my first love, like always hands down through the ups and the downs. It's always baseball's always showed up. Like it always just showed up for me. And, um, I've always, I've always wanted to play professionally and ultimately I, always wanted to play at the highest level possible and um it always just it was you know you know our our, what our heart our heart our soul like our intuition is just like like what feels right like there's always those things in our life that just like this feels right whether it's a person like that person feels right or it's a passion that feels that feels like the right path or it's a career you know it's like oh that feels like the right thing to go down to to do to pursue uh there's always that like thing and part of you that always feels right and baseball has always been that one thing that's like this feels right so I just I just never like I never gave up on it because it never gave up on me you know oh yes I I love that and that's basically what this whole podcast is like following those hearts desires those burning passions but you said something interesting saying like that it was kind of a secret desire and I think everybody has secret desires whether it be something that's as big as a dream, or even like, I wish I was living a different way than I currently am right now, but like, I can't because of X, Y, and Z. When did you start to kind of either share that heart's desire? Because they're also, when you share something that's as big as the dream you have, that's very vulnerable. Like, cause you could fail, like it opens you up to feedback. It opens you up to failure. How did that look for you? And when did you start like saying, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. Take it or leave it. Right. To be honest, the only person that I shared my secret with was uh, my dad. We don't, he always knew, he always knew what my, what my, what I, my biggest dream was. And he always supported it. Eventually I'd say high school was when I, high school was probably when I started to kind of come out of my shell about it a little bit more. Then I, I don't remember exact time when it happened or who it was with, but it got shot down and Mm -hmm. Ever since it got shot down, shot down, I went back into my hole and kept it a secret. And um, and I just was like, you know what? It's gonna be only a thing for my heart and I to only hold on to because mm-hmm. I don't want to let it. I don't want to release that again. And give it and and give it to someone else and release it just for it to get torn down and broken apart. And so I held on to it. Um, this past year there was a part of me that felt like I kind of had no choice, but to now re-expose it again. Um, and, but it felt, it felt like the right time again. It re- felt like the right time now to, to do it. I think cause part of it is I'm older now. Um, I'm able to like hold my ground in a way where if someone does want to come at me and want to put something, put, put me down or, or I guess try to destroy my dreams. Like I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm good with myself where I'm like, you know, like, like, remember, remember your, your why, remember like why you do the things you do. Remember like your passion, remember what your heart's desires are and don't let allow someone to come in and take that from you because you know what it's always been. 
And so, and then I always, I always try to look back at the six-year-old me and remember her and remember what the things that she always wanted and the dreams that she always held on to. So it's like, there's a part of me that's, that's doing it for me, but in a different level, doing it for her, doing it for that little girl that I, I was, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with that. And I think that's like a very good point that you make because I always say that too. Like if you have something on your heart, but you aren't, maybe you're not a hundred percent, um, confident in it yet. Don't, don't allow other energy into it. Keep it to yourself. Like keeping that secret desire because you could have easily listened and not, and gone a totally, that could have been like a route change, like a, okay, I guess I won't, I guess I can't do that. Instead you kept it to yourself and held on to it and then just chose to keep it a secret. But then I feel like the confidence comes to share it with the world because you're literally on your way to do it. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's happening. I'm not a high schooler anymore. Like look at me go. Yeah. Like there's a timing for certain things. Like, you know, when it is like, whether it's anything, like you want to tell the world and shout the world about anything about, it could be literally anything in life. And sometimes the, the timing is the right time for it. Sometimes maybe timing isn't the right time for it. Um, but there's something that's crazy is like, sometimes when it's, when it doesn't feel like the time is right, sometimes that is when the time is right. And it's crazy, but like, you'll know, like I'm, 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 I'm a big feel, feel girl, big, big, like based on feel like, like your gut, like that, that, you know, like what, when things like just feel right, or like go based off of feel like, um, but yeah, no, I, I get all of that for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. So you're on your way. You're in a MLB affiliate team, right? That's the correct terminology. I'm in a MLB partnered affiliate partner team. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, I'm in a independent pro ball. I'm in the Atlantic league, which is the highest in- independent pro ball league, um, right under affiliated ball. And then you got the big leagues. So cool. So what has that experience been like? Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it, was a, it was a great experience. It was a, it was a journey. Like the season is five to six months long or so. So it's, it's a grind. Uh, you know, we, we travel everywhere on bus. We're living out of either a hotel room or an apartment, you know, I find times I was on someone like crashing at on a couch, you know, like it was, it was a grind. And so, um, living out a suitcase, but other than the, the, the grind of it all, it was, uh, it was, it was amazing because I was able to learn and develop from a lot of people, especially a lot of players that had been in either the big leagues or in high double a triple a um teams and so it was great to like just to learn just to gain knowledge i love learning like that's it's the best thing you could do for your life every single day you should learn something new every day and um so i was able to be surrounded by that and and honestly uh there's nothing better than be able to wake up and say i play professional baseball for a living so uh it was um it, it, it's my dreams to play professional baseball. My only worry is to wake up, head to the field. Like that's all I did. I woke up, I went straight to the field and that was my job. And so, um, my office was a baseball field. And so that was, uh, that was, that was the best part of it for sure. But I enjoyed it. I loved it. And, um, I'm only just looking forward to, to more of, 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 of what the game, um, has from in store for me. That's so awesome. I told, I want to kind of talk about teammate situations. And I feel like people will say anything. And a lot of times, like if we're looking at 
worldview, not necessarily yours. Um, if we think about like gender neutral bathrooms or things like that are very like triggering for people because it's breaking those barriers of gender norms and or people will just say anything to gatekeep women from being involved in stuff. And I feel like people are like, well, women can't be involved in baseball because then it'd be two different locker rooms. They need different locker rooms because X, Y, and Z. So I just want to clarify, has the locker room been an issue or has, what do they, how do they go about you in a locker room with men? Right. Yeah. No, I, first off, I, I, I was very thankful to be a part of a, an organization or, or a team that, uh, that respected my boundaries as a woman. Uh, so locker room situation, they, they found that had a separate room, like within like a, a different room, all for myself. Some of the, I was funny because some of my teammates were actually jealous that I had my own, my own room all for myself. I had a couch, I had a mirror, I had a table, I had, you know, uh, seats, I had a TV, I had everything I needed. Um, and so I had that but they still wanted me to feel a part of the locker room situation. So I was, I was next to the, their locker room, um, just literally 20, 20 feet down, like, uh, from away from it. So it was close enough to it, but I had my own space, uh, shower situations. I used the managers, the manager's office and, um, they, they provided like, a. uh, kind of like a curtain to be able to cover everything up. So I had privacy, um, they even, it's funny cause they even, uh, my manager actually put a, uh, he wrote on a piece of paper every time I was in the shower, it was all off limits to everybody. And he put Kelsey's baño. So like, Kelsey's <laughs> That's so <laughs> when cute. they saw that they knew I was in there. So nobody, nobody went in there. Nobody like, uh, I, I felt comfortable. Like I never was like, Oh, like someone's going to like walk in on me or they're going to purposely like do that. Like they were, they respected my, my privacy and everything. Um, and which was very, very nice to have because, uh, there could be situations where it could be completely different, you know? Absolutely. And I'm so glad that it went well and that you're proof that things can work and maybe it takes a tiny bit of effort, but it's so possible to have everybody involved in any way that they can be Mm -hmm. curious about, like you mentioned your teammates and being kind of close, what, was it like to be, I know you were always on a baseball team, but like to be on this high level of a team, were you treated different by teammates? Was it an adjustment for them to get used to like having a girl? Um, what was that like? Yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, the, the guys on the team, they, they treated me like a bunch of older brothers, um, like, uh, older brothers or, you know, you know, best friends. And so, uh, I was very fortunate. Like I mentioned, I was very fortunate that, the front office also chose chose men that were that respected me, that were kind to me, and that uh, they saw me as a ball player, not just a female. Um, and that's, I mean, on their end, maybe they saw me differently, but that's, but they made me feel like like just another teammate. Uh, and so I was very very thankful for that because uh, there's always situations that could be different. But I I always tell everybody it's crazy though because I always go into season expecting my teammates to to not be very supportive. And I'm, I'm going in like with the, with the mentality of let's be ready for it to be hard, like, like, and hard as in not going to be support. There's going to be a lot of mouthing, like bad mouthing towards me, like disrespect. Like I have this, it's just like, which is sad. Like, I hate that that's my mindset going in, but like, I have to prepare myself. And so I go always go into that, uh, with that mindset, but it's actually the flip, 
flip side, it's never like my teammates. It's actually like, like outsiders, like fans who are more so the type that may have something negative to say or trying to put, put people down or put me down. My fans in New York were great. I loved my fans in New York. That was a, there's any, any city you're going to want as your fans, you're going to want New Yorkers to be on your side. That's for sure. But, um, uh, in other situations I've had, like maybe people from the crowds or, uh, you know, outsiders, whether it's on like social media, um, usually that's where I get a lot of like the, the naysayers or the hate or the negative comments. Um, I've always had a great, I, this past season, I had a great experience with even opponents, guys I played with, you know, I've had guys that have come up to me and introduced themselves to me and, uh, would take the time to talk to me and get to know me and uh, just showed respect. So very thankful for those, uh, those opportunities and to be surrounded by in that environment. Yeah. I feel like it's always the people who aren't in the rink who have the most to say, like, so I bet it makes sense that other like opponents and your teammates would respect you because they also had to do things to get here. Like you had to try out to be on the team. It's not like you like paid, like paid to be on, or like, you like, you had to get there fair and square. So I feel like that's where the respect is generated from. And would you say it's harder to be on a girl's, was it harder to be on a girl's team than going to this team, like making that switch or was, is it different? Oh man, I guess it depends. Like for example, um, being on the women's USA baseball team, uh, it's always, we're always on the same, like we, we just get it. We understand each other. We grew up being tomboys, always wanting to play baseball, grew up with the boys, always being the only girl on the team. So we understand it. Uh, for me, being in the atmosphere of, of all an all girls team with softball, uh, the culture was a little different at first. Um, but I feel like people adapt to people. People um, learn to understand other people. Uh, people learn to um, respect other people after time and getting to know know one another so there's always going to be battles or adversity or or hardships sometimes but it's like within time like uh, people learn to respect others and and appreciate uh, I guess others presence and existence at times so it just I guess it just sometimes depends on the team and I've been very blessed to be a part of many teams um, whether it's all females or all men um, that are supportive and that that want to take the time to get to know me uh before they judge me off of what others want to say Mm, that is awesome going to what other people want to say in social media and just the fucking monsters that exist online how do you deal with hate was that I mean to be a public figure especially one that's like breaking barriers that people hate like I said like they really want women to stay in the box that they were put in and you are doing like the opposite of that you're like shattering the box and so how do you deal with the triggering so many people and like those responses and how do you not take it personally or do you take it personally like wasn't an adjustment to be in the public eye like how did that go down yeah I know it's crazy is dealing with dealing with like hate or dealing with the negative comments people have to say weirdly it's been like a trial and error like and what I mean by that is like you you have it come at you and then you learn to deal with it and then you figure out oh that wasn't the best way to deal with it or oh that didn't work for me let's try something new like it's like what's a different way to cope with this like and you're like running around your room thinking of all these ideas like um honestly that had kind of been the process for me so 20 
like 2017, 18, like around that time, it was my first uh, couple years of college. I played, I played a couple years of indie ball. And that was when it first started. Um, that's when it first started when I allowed the negative comments to get to me. And I, I believed it. I, I let it soak it, soak, soak up in me. I would, when you're seeing people that are writing stuff about you, like you tell yourself, don't, don't look at it. Don't look at it. But it's people that are talking to about you and, and to you. So you're like, I have to look at it. I have to look at it. So you go and you look and you get so invested in, you're like, man, like they said this. And, and then you believe it. You start to believe it. And then you start to be it. And it eats you up. And I was young. I was, I was around, I was like 18 around that time. So I, it, it may, it then started to affect me on the field. And so I told myself, I was like, you know what? I am, when I went into this past season, I made a promise to myself. I said, I said, you're not, we're not going to dive into what other people have to say. We're not going to search for it. We're not going to look for it. We are going to surround ourselves with positive people, good energy, good vibes, people who will support you. And that's how we're going to deal with this. So that was the first thing I did was I surrounded myself with good people, people who supported me, people who had good energy, good, good vibes, all these different things, because, um, why would I not want to be surrounded by that one and two it when I was surrounded by so much of that it allowed it to overpower the negative energy that that was there if that makes sense mm -hmm. so that was the first thing I did and then the second thing I would I would do was um I started to change like I actually had to change my my settings in my phone to where only certain people who follow me or certain people I follow can comment on my on my uh, social media. So, um, you know, friends, people who are um, supportive people towards me, they can they can comment or they can be a part of like, um, I guess my journey if that makes sense. Um, I wanna I wanna be surrounded by those types of people. Uh, and then the next thing I did, this was like a one of those things I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to, I was, I'm going to, I'm just going to do it. Um, I ended up screenshotting all the negative things that people had to say, and I made it my lock screen. So I stared <laughs> every day and I was like, you know what? Like I stare at it and then I'd go, I get fired up and I go to the gym and I would just do like, like I would try to just get better. And I would try to get better. Cause I was like, it, it was like, little do they know they're motivating me. Um, and so a lot of times what we got to do in life is you got to flip the script. So what I could have done was believed what they said, let it eat me up. But instead I flipped the script and I was like, you know what? I'm going to let it motivate me. I'm going to let it push me to want to be better. And so with a lot of things in life, just got to flip the script and change the mindset. It's hard to, but when you also surround yourself with good people, they empower that for you and they help you through that. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of different things you could do and you just got to find what's, what's going to work for you. What's going to be best for you. Cause at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Mm. And I feel like the fact that you had previously let it absorb you, you saw like how unproductive that is. So it's like, okay, if the hate's going to exist, if this situation's going to exist, if anybody's listening with maybe not a platform, but just like something that bothers them in life, like if this is going to exist anyways, and I can't control it. And it's like, I mean, what people say is like so hard because it like makes it about you, but it's also not about you that, yeah, that flipping the script just makes so much sense. And like, it's like anything in life, any story we play, it's like, that's how we, that's your reality. Like your reality is just a bunch of stories you create. Like what you believe is just a bunch of stories you create. And so 
you change the story, you change the reality. And so I think that's so cool that you took a screenshot and put it as your screensaver. Cause again, yeah, you're not avoiding it. You're looking at it face on and saying, fuck you. Like, sure. Think this, but like, that's silly for you. Like you're going to look back and just like middle finger to all those people who commented <laughs> and you could be doing every, like, the, like it's going to exist no matter what you're going to trigger people. So I love the leaning into it. And you said it motivates you. And that is one of my bullet points I wrote down because I feel like you are a very motivated individual. Um, and to accomplish great things, there has to be that level of motivation. And I always say that like willpower can't last. So like your motivation has to come from somewhere else or like anything. So I was wondering, how do you stay motivated Yeah, for all your goals? Yeah. It's yeah, a great question. Um, obviously yeah you you grow up you have the passion the desire and everything then there comes a point where it's not that the passion and desire like falls out but you have to like you start to find out you gotta dig a little deeper sometimes like like think you know you got you gotta dig a little deeper and so um that's that's what I what I do when I when I do sometimes if I ever do lose that motivation is to dig a little deeper I always, the first thing, and first thing I always do, it's so cliche, but it's the first thing I always do is I go back to my why. Like I literally, like it's, it's always talked about, but it's so important. Like, like I go back to my why I go back to why do I wake up in the morning? Why do I do what I do? Why do I, why do I want to get better? Why all these things? That's, that's first off. Second thing I, I flip, I flip the script of, um, I've always been trying to prove people wrong, but instead I flipped it and I'm trying to prove myself right. And mm. so it's like my motive, my motivation is to, to, to try to prove myself right, to, to prove my belonging for myself. Um, uh, that, that's one thing. Another thing that motivates, there's a lot of things that motivate me now I'm thinking about it. Like another thing that motivates me are, is, is that this path has been very, to be honest, when I look at my path, of course I have like the end result. What I have the end result I have of the things I want to accomplish, the the dreams that I want. But like, so here's where I'm at. Here's the goal. Here's the end goal. But this in between is a big question mark. Like mm -hmm. being a woman in the game, I don't know my path. I don't know how to get where I want to go. Mm -hmm. So it's like I have to create my own path. And so my motivation is to do everything I can to get where I want to go because I also I also want to I also want to help younger girls that want to play the game like as much as I always wanted to play the game when I was younger so another goal is just what motivates me is if it means I gotta go through go through what I gotta go through if it means I gotta I gotta you know go through obstacles or I gotta face uh, diversity like um, or, or, and I adversity, all those, all those different things. But if it means that I can change one, one person's life to help make their path a little bit easier, then it's worth it. You mm -hmm. know? Um, so there's so much motivation. There's so much foundation with the, within the motivation. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it stems from, from a lot of things from yeah. family to other younger, younger girls to what, what I deep down want inside. Um, so yeah, it, there's a lot of things that come from it. I love that. So if I walked up to you, um, just saying I'm like a stranger 
and say, like I just said, hey, Kelsey, um, you're such an inspiration to me. I, but I, I, I have all these things, but I just like, don't have the motivation to do it. Like, what should I do? What would you say back to me? What would I say back to you? Yeah. Well, first I'd ask, where does that motivation stem from? Is it because you don't want it bad enough? Or is it because you've lost all hope in life? Cause you mm-hmm. got to figure, you got to figure out where, where this motivate, where this part of you and your heart and your soul, where you're not having that motivation from. Um, and then I would tell you, go back home and look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, how badly do you want it? Because if you want it bad enough, you'll do anything you can to make it happen. If you really truly want something bad enough, you will do whatever you can to make it happen. And even, in, and even then say you're like, oh, I do want it bad enough but I'm just not motivated enough. Doesn't that contradict how bad you want it? Mm-hmm. You gotta ask yourself, how badly do you want it? And if you want it bad enough, you'll do anything you can to make it happen. Um, I don't know. That's just the way I go. That's just the way I go about it. Like I wake up and I ask myself, all right, Kelsey, like, like, like how bad do you want to get to where you want to go? Mm, I love that. Do like every day. And I tell, I, I just tell myself how badly I do. Like, I don't even need to answer myself. I already, all of a sudden my heart starts beating. Cause I'm like, oh, oh my, I know I want it so bad. And already there, when your heart's beating, like when your heart beats so hard that it bruises the outside of it because it wants something so bad. That's when, you know, you can't, you can't not go after the, you can't not go after what you want. Mm, I love that. I think if anyone listening, you should definitely do the mirror work in the morning, look at yourself in the eye, say how bad you want it. Maybe give yourself a high five in the mirror. And it could even be like, how bad do you want to be happy? Like, it doesn't have to be these like big goals. If like, you're someone that's just like, I just want to feel better. It's like, how bad do you want to feel better? Cause then you're going to put yourself in situations to amplify your life. You're going to say yes to things. You're going to, okay, I'm going to get dressed today. I'm going to like feel good about myself today. Cause I, I want this. And I just love that, that you can take it and be a professional athlete with it. Or you could take it and literally go to your nine to five job with that. And just like, how bad do I want a better life for myself, my family, whatever. Yeah. Because, Everyone because do then think about it. Like if you wake up and the thing that you're doing in life, and then you're like, wait, I really, I really, I guess I really don't want it that bad. And maybe, maybe you have a calling for something else. Mm. Maybe, maybe you have a purpose for something else. If your heart, if like, you gotta add, you gotta like, if your heart, like if you think about the thing that you want so badly and your heart doesn't like pound when you're thinking about how badly you want something for your life or you, your, your passion for something, then maybe, then maybe you have a different calling. Maybe you have a different, a different, a different purpose for, for what you, what you, what you got for, for being here on earth, like, like, you know, and so, um, yeah, it's never too late to, to go after what you want. And it's never too late to, to be the person you want to be. It's never too late. Oh, I love that. So you spoke about work, like working out, getting to the gym. And I, it's like, this is like, an objective fact that you are just like strong as fuck. And like, if you look at you, you look strong. If when you're lifting weights, you can physically be strong. And I feel like we live in a world where women are looked at in a way of like for the pleasure of men or to be skinny and not take up space. And like, so I wanted to ask you, because I feel like you probably have some great input on this of what would you say to someone who is maybe starting a fitness journey or on a fitness journey 
and like is scared of getting bulky or like having muscles <laughs> because I feel like that's a common thread against women, but I think we both know it feels really good to feel strong. And so I'd love to know what you'd say to someone who's scared of being strong. Right. No, that's a powerful question. Um, it's powerful because I, I, yeah, I, uh, I remember I used to never feel that way. And then one day I started to feel, oh, maybe, maybe I'm too, maybe I'm too, like, I don't want to be too big or like too bulky or like, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll go down a little bit on the weight. So, so I'm like a happy medium. Like, I remember thinking that at one point. I'm going to sound annoying when I say it, but I flipped the script and I, instead of looking down upon it, I learned how to honor it. Um, and that's a, that's a big thing. And with a lot of things in life, like things that we tend to look at as a negative thing, things that we tend to look at as like, oh, that's not okay. That's not good. Like I learned how to honor, honor those things. So, um, one, you, one, one, you have, you have to learn how to get past what other people think, what other people view of you and as you, um, and the judgments that people have. And that is a very difficult thing to get past is, is what people have to say, because ideally women are, are afraid to be that way because, because what, because how they think people will view them, how they think uh, people, what people will say about them. But what's even, but, but what's more important than that is how do you feel? Like, how do you feel? If you feel good when you're, when you're lifting weights, when you're getting stronger, when you're looking yoked, like if you feel good, then embrace that and honor that and continue to do that. Because do you want to, do you want to live a life of you aren't where you want to be with your body and you settle with where you're at? Because somebody who really does not care about you had something negative to say, you're going to, at the end of the day, it's almost like you're allowing what the, what that person has to say to control your life. Cause at the end of the day, if you are choosing to make a different decision based off of what someone had to say about you, you are allowing that person to control your life. So sometimes you got to go back in time and think about how do I want to live my life? Like, how do I, what are the things that allow me to feel good? And, um, man, it's a powerful thing because that comes down to self-love. Like that comes down to self-love. Um, when we, when we want to listen to what other people have to say, when we, when we listen to it and we actually act upon it, um, because we don't feel like who we are, maybe as a woman or within our body, we don't feel like it's good enough or it has to be this way. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's confusing and it gets, and it gets, it gets tough at times, but but I feel like that's a big thing that comes down to self-love and like to be able to honor, honor yourself and the things that, that are beautiful about your own self, your, your figure, you know, it doesn't matter size, skinny, if you're bigger, like whatever you feel good in, like, like embrace that and honor that. And, um, and, and it also goes back to surround yourself with people who are going to honor and embrace who you are and what you feel good about yourself. Um, also, why would you not want to be looking yoked as <laughs> looking yoked and like <laughs> and yeah. looking strong and like and honestly when you when you're work when you work out and you look strong and like you feel strong like that makes you feel powerful like 
not and I mean yeah like literally you're gonna feel powerful like whatever with your with muscles and and the strength but like you're gonna feel rhetorically you're gonna feel powerful and it's a big it's a powerful thing you know also to go into your life feeling looking good uh, you know you know the whole saying when you go into a game look good feel good mm-hmm. why not why not why not try to look if you want to go into life looking good feel good like have that mindset you can you're gonna you're gonna dominate the you're gonna take over and dominate the day you know mm-hmm. totally i also just to go off like feeling strong look and like how good it feels to feel strong i feel like i'm so much more like grounded in my body and like just like in tune with my body when I'm like lifting heavier. And when I'm like, I signed up for a tough mutter with Kenzie. And now every time I work out, I just like picture like throwing my body over a wall in the middle of mud. And it is so fun to think of that. But like also then like, since I've been training for that, I've started to like see my leg muscles develop and I'm like, oh my God, it's like addicting in a way of like, I just want to get stronger and feel this good feeling. And so again, anyone listening it feels good to be yoked. So <laughs> listen, yeah, um, yeah, feeling good. get after it. And so you mentioned self-love and things like that. And you just went on a solo trip to Iceland. So what inspired that trip and what did you learn not only about yourself, but the world from going on that adventure? Yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. What inspired me? man so many I mean well so many things but mainly I I really was just like you know what I want to get away and I know people joke about it and people you know say things about I just want to get away and go to the Bahamas and (laughs) all those things right I legit was like I want to get away like um one of the things that inspired me was I wanted to go somewhere where there was no baseball um it's it's crazy because it's like the thing that has like made me who I am today I wanted to kind of get away from it I wanted to step outside of it for a second um to be honest one of the biggest things that inspired me is like I wanted to kind of find out who who like Kelsey is like who who am I who who am I like without the game like who who's who's that girl like I have no I had no clue who she is and like I wanted to figure that out and um and I wanted to do it alone you know sometimes you know when you go when you go on a walk, for example, when you go on a walk with a buddy, it hits different when you go on, when you compared to when you go on a walk by yourself, um, you, when you're on a walk by yourself, you're able to, you think a lot, like mm-hmm. you think a lot, you either, you know, you're, you're overthinking, you're maybe, maybe you're not even thinking, but like it hits different compared to with, say you're with a friend, there's a, there's a source and energy of distraction in a way. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to go uh, by myself to challenge myself. I wanted to learn how to lean on my faith. Like I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to learn how to get knocked down and get, and learn how to pick myself up on my own, um, and not depend on someone else to pick me up. And so I wanted to do that. And also I wanted to view the world, um, from a different perspective and I wanted to just see the like the beauty of the world just and connect with the world, the nature, uh, you know, the landscapes, the culture. Um, it felt like I was in a different universe, but I was just in another country. 
but like it was so powerful and I, I, I loved it. I, I think uh, solo traveling is something that everyone should try, even if you're scared. I was, I was scared. And I think that was what, what was the best reason for me to do it is because I was scared because it allowed me to push past that fear. Uh, someone said to me the other day, um, when you have fear and you learn to pa- pass, pass by fear, you become, that's when you become, you have courage. And, um, and then and courage allows you to um, overpower a lot of things. But without courage, you must pass through fear first. And um, a lot of us stop right before the eyes of fear. We don't get past it. And so, um, so yeah, it was, it was amazing. I loved the trip. I would, I would go back again if I could. <laughs> That's so awesome. I feel like people would look at you and be like, oh no, like Kelsey Whitmore's got it. Like she's probably, first of all, she's probably not afraid of much. But then secondly, like you saying like, oh, like I don't need anyone else. Do you feel like, I don't know if the word codependent is like resonates, but do you feel like you have heavily relied on others thus far before this trip to like, maybe like create a sense of safety, create a sense of self and all of that? Or is it with the game or other people? Or what do you feel attached to that you wanted to like break the attachment from in Iceland? Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I think, um, yeah, I feel like I've always uh, found myself uh, depending on on others, perhaps, or um, you know, afraid to afraid to face my fears alone. Uh, I always having to hold on hold on to someone's hand to be able to guide me through, and um, and afraid of being alone in general. Like like, I take a buddy with me usually to go to go if I'm going to travel somewhere or if I'm going to go anywhere um you know that's that's one thing as well and yeah and then with the game I've had that actually I was thinking about it the other day actually um I I was getting frustrated because there are times I feel like I can't express how I how I truly feel like how my heart feels or sometimes I feel like I can't express if there's a situation or a hardship I'm going through um uh because some sometimes people will say that oh, like you, I don't know, explain it. It's like, you can't, you can't be dealing with that. Like, like Mm. you're, you're, your life's great. You got everything, you got everything you need. You're doing what you want to do. Like, like, don't, don't say that. Like you, you're, you're struggling with things or, or your, or your uh, your mental state isn't okay. Like, because you have everything in life. You can't, you can't be saying like, like that kind of, and it shuts you down and it closes you up to, then makes you feel like, oh, maybe I do need to pretend I have my life together because that's how people think. Like, maybe I'm not allowed to not have my life together. Right. So sometimes I, I actually love chaos now because I'm like, yes, yes, thank you. Like, let's have chaos because then it makes me feel like it's like I'm living, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm living. I'm not just existing. Like, I'm living um, and I'm going through everything. Life consists of balance. In order to be happy, you have to be sad at one point. In order to be sad, you can then be happy. Um, life is is so much of a balance, and so um, yeah, no, all those all those things for sure is, is is what comes across my mind and my heart at times. And um, yeah, it could be it could be a struggle trying to balance all all of it. Well, I think you're doing a great job of it, and I'm so glad that you are just sharing all your wisdom with us today. I feel like you are such a powerful manifester, whether you know it or not. I feel like you have just like 
created the life that you are living like energetically with your connection to God and your faith and all of it. I feel like it's unfolded for you because of who you are and how you go about the world. So I feel like it would be so fun. I, one of my questions was like, oh, like, where do you see yourself in five years from now? But I kind of want to rephrase it and I want to more like declare, and I feel like we should do like, where do you, like, I want you to declare where you will be 12 months from now. And then we'll also do five years from now. And Mm -hmm. we're just going to speak it into existence together. And then the energy of everybody listening is also going to hold that vision for you. So then shit can come in faster and it's just going to work out for you. Cause I know it will. And so, (laughs) yeah, well, 12 months from now. So let's see, it's February. So we got a year, a year from now. Um, if it doesn't happen this year, uh, 12 months from now, I will, uh, I would like to say I will be in an affiliated ball. I'll be at the next level, um, within my game. I will be, I will be developed more than I am now. Um, I will be mentally locked in on the field and growing and have grown a lot as a as a player um uh where i trust i trust my my mechanics i trust how i am on the field off the field 12 months from now i will be at peace in my life i will be happy with where i'm at i will be i will not be a prisoner of my past but i'll be um a woman who's in her present and just focused heavily on that. And um, honestly, 12 months from now, I will be the, the happiest that I've ever been. And I'm on route to where I will be, uh, end up in five years from now. I have chills. I love it. Yes. I know that all those things will be fully true. And so five years from now, what are we calling him? calling him five years from now Whew. let's see i'm 24 5 6 17 yeah. okay so i use the finger method um <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> just under 30 oh five years from now five years from now i will have found my calling and my purpose on 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 earth what i'm here for and five years from now i will be I will be stable um, mentally, physically. Um, and uh, five years from now, I will be hopefully starting a family. Um, I want a big, 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 big family. And, um, you know, five years from now, I'll be in the big leagues. That's Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, come on. <laughs> in the big leagues and i'll be playing for the for the san diego padres and i will have all my hometown and my family and my friends and they will be there and supporting me and everything's just gonna feel right i love it i love it i'm buying my padre shirt today (laughs) just to hold that vision for you so Um, we have We have people of all ages, all demographics that listen to this. And so I feel like there's a decent chunk of parents out there. Um, If anyone is listening and their daughter wants to play baseball or has a dream of playing 
like similar to you, like pro baseball or even any sport that maybe is male dominated or only a male sport, what, what advice would you give to them as in going about that? To the parents, right? To the parent. Yeah. Just yeah. like, right. Yeah. No, to, to the parents out there, I would, the advice I'd give you is one, uh, and in a, in a healthy way, never say no to your child. But what I mean by that is growing up, my parents never said no to my passions and my heart, my heart's desires. They, they, they said no to me, you know, maybe running across the street at night, you know, say no to me eating unhealthy food, but they never said no to when I wanted to play catch, when I wanted to travel to some random state that I may not know if it's going to go well with the, with my career, but they supported me going to go play baseball. And, you know, I always think maybe if they did say no, would it change where I am today? So one, um, never, never say no and, and support them with where, with what their passions are. Um, no passion is ever too small because your heart is so big. And so that's one. And, uh, Two, two, be their biggest fan. Be the be their biggest fan because there's gonna be a lot of times your friends will their their friends will let them down. Um, there will be times where their career might let them down or something might let them down. They're gonna need that support system, and having your family to support you and be your biggest fans is huge for your kid. And I know that has been so huge for me as well, um, always. And um, and 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 oh lastly if your kid's gonna play sports let them play multiple sports because if you want them to be an animal they they gotta be a multi-sport athlete they gotta build up the athleticism do different sports meet new friends like don't let them allow don't allow them to 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 get burned out in one in one one sport i mean i mean you know if, if you really want them to be one that one thing let them do it but i would I would encourage uh, you to allow your kids to do as much as they can because they grow f- more friendships, they grow perspectives, they they learn how to develop their body in so many different ways uh, through different sports and activities, and um, it's it's so it's huge, it's helpful. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'd say I'd say those, and and never and never never give up on them, especially when they give up on them themselves because they're going to need someone to lean on to so beautiful and I feel like you're making a good point and it just made me think of the beginning of our conversation of like Kelsey never played softball she didn't play travel softball for the best team she didn't play for I don't know there's like travel ball in these like intense leagues start so young now that I feel like people lose the joy of like playing being multi-sport and trying all the things and so let Kelsey be proof that you don't have to be on the top 10 U softball team to play not only in college, but then play, play two sports, softball and baseball throughout college, and then go on to play baseball in the major leagues. Um, yeah, that's just so funny, but great advice. Our last question that I ask every guest, as long as I remember, I think I've missed it like once or twice, but (laughs) what advice do you need to give yourself right now? Mm. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I think that you should ask. I think we should all ask that to ourselves every day. Um, Advice that I would give to myself right now is continue to trust, continue to trust God because there's times where it's easy to lose faith and um, continue to trust him. Like everything's going to be okay. 
And um, I would, another, some more advice I'd give myself is um, keep, the, keep the people that are close to your heart, continue to keep them there because you're gonna, you're gonna need them. You're gonna need them always. Uh, you can never walk this life alone. Um, I, I give that. And another thing of advice I'd give myself is um, to keep holding on to what you want. Um, I know there's been moments where you lose the faith or you lose the motivation, like we talked about, or you lose sight of the path you're going down. And even though there are times you may be in a, in a detour really quick, getting some gas on the side of the road, might be in the middle of nowhere, a little lost. Just know that you will find your way back on path and you are never in a moment where you're, you are not on the right track. There may be just a detour you're taking, but you will be back on track where you're supposed to be. And I just tell myself everything's going to be all right. And to continue living like there is no tomorrow um, because tomorrow is never really promised and we got to make the most of every day that we have. So I would tell myself that. Mm, so beautiful. Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on. I feel so honored to have just had a time spent like so absorbing in your wisdom and all that you've learned. You are so brilliant and talented and I just can't wait to see where you are 12 months from now, five years from now, even like three years from now. I can't wait to see it unfold and watch. If people want to connect with you, follow you, all those things, where is the best spot? Just plug yourself here of anything, any way people can connect with you. Um, Like through- Like Instagram? Yeah, I'd say Instagram, probably a little bit of Twitter. Like um, at, what's your hand? Like, where could they like, oh, type just Kelsey Whitmore. Yeah. Kelsey Whitmore. Don't forget the IE, not the EY. I'll put it in the, the I'll put the, the link. The, in the show notes. It's a, it's a little different name. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd say through, through, through there for sure. But, um, but yeah, no, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you and catch up always. So, yes, um, of course. Amazing. Well, we will see you all in the next episode enjoyed today's episode be sure to take a screenshot and tag us on instagram at so is underscore podcast to let us know your takeaways if you could leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts to help us build grow and expand this to anyone it needs to reach i am so grateful for you listening and giving me your time and energy and i can't wait to see you in the next episode i love you